My name is Dimer Class, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Schreiber. Snyder whip, scores! Now it's scores! Paul Rabel splits two and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Kelly, not shy, bounces one home! What a start! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We're stoked to have you guys for another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk. I'm here with my co-host Adam. Adam, how's it going today? I'm good, my man. Ready to talk about some fun MLL games from this past weekend and some playoff predictions for the PLL. Yeah, no, we, we only had two games from the MLL, uh, so we'll, we'll discuss those uh, in depth, and then the PLL playoffs are upon us. So yeah, definitely going to be some predictions and some discussion on you know what teams we think are going to make a run for that championship in the inaugural PLL season. Uh, but before we get started, why don't we cover those two MLL games and give us the fast break, Adam. So both games for the MLL happened this past Saturday. Game one, the Outlaws got back into the win column with a decisive victory against the Cannons, 22-9. And on Sunday, the Lizards broke the Rattlers' winning streak uh, by defeating them 12-11. All right, great. Yeah, so only two games. Uh, The one was really close between the Lizards and the Rattlers, and the Rattlers almost got that seventh straight win, um, but just barely fell to the Lizards, uh, and the Lizards get back on the win column after a long, long stretch. Um, and, you know, their playoff hopes are still dashed, but it's nice to see them at least put a win together for their fans. And as you mentioned, you know, the Outlaws, they crushed the Cannons 22-9. to And we were just talking about how worried we were about the Outlaws two weeks ago. Um, are the Outlaws back at them? I mean, the standings say so, because even with their four-game losing streak a couple weeks ago, with this victory, they're tied for first place with, with Chesapeake. So you have to say they are. I mean, I don't trust them potentially going forward. We'll see how the last two weeks of the season go. But I don't see how you can say they aren't if they're in first place. And it was a decisive victory on all sides of the ball um, from the offensive side, Ryan Lee, Brendan Kavanaugh, uh, Zach Currier. The, the usual names came up big for them. Ryan Lee had seven points on the day, so he came to play. And Kavanaugh had five and Courier had four, um, respectively. So this puts them back in first place, like I said, and we'll see what happens going down. But it looks like they're in the playoffs at this point based off of kind of how the standings go. Um, They have a couple games up on a few teams, um, and this actually gives them the season series victory over the Cannons, um, which would be one of the tiebreakers potentially when it comes to the seeding. So uh, I'd have to say they are. I mean, they absolutely dominated uh, the ground ball battle. They doubled up the Cannons 55-27 to uh, when it came to ground ball. So uh, seemed like they wanted this one, uh, and they got it, and, and they put themselves in good position kind of going into the stretch on the season. Yeah, no, and you mentioned, like you said, Ryan Lee, Brendan Cavanaugh. They're getting those big games out of some of their stars, and they just have so many weapons too. I mean, you can have a John Grant Jr. who had seven points a week ago only record one point this week, but then, you know, like you said, Ryan Lee steps up and gets seven points, and Brendan Kavanaugh gets five. They just have a lot of weapons. Um, you know, Zach Harrier is another one we mentioned. Um, and Max Adler, uh, you know, he did his job at the face-off X. He, he was a little under 50% actually this week. Uh, you know, he's never really had a bad game per se, um, and I think he's going to continue to you know, lead them uh, as the season progresses. Uh, and, you know, Dylan Ward, I mean, to only give up eight goals and make 12 saves, what a day for him in cage. A lot to like from this game from the Outlaws. They're maybe getting hot at the right moment. Um, we'll see. I mean, these MLL teams seem to be up and down from week to week. We thought the Chesapeake Bayhawks were uh, the cream of the crop. 
you know, a few weeks ago. And like same with the Cannons, who were sitting at the top of the leaderboard last week, are now, uh, you know, finding themselves just back in the mix. So we'll see uh, where these teams go. Um, we're getting down to the wire, though, so it's going to be a tight race between these final five teams for these four yeah. spots. And, and you know, this is... The, the success that they had this week, this is what we were expecting, maybe not on a weekly basis, but uh, this is why they were projected to be one of the top teams in the league. And, and for, for them to hit that, that tough patch, it was just a surprise. So um, it, it's a big one. Um, one thing to note, I think it'll be really important when it comes to uh, the playoffs and the standings. The Owls are the only team in the entire league that has a winning record at home. So say what you want about home field advantage. It doesn't seem to be that big of a deal unless you're playing in Denver. Um, so that's just something to, to point out going forward with their 5-2 and two record at home. So it's really big that championship weekend just so happens to be uh, in Denver coming up. So that, that may be a big advantage uh, to the Outlaws kind of going down uh, if they do make it to the championship. Yeah, you're right, and I think you know that's the two-hour time difference. Uh, having to fly to Denver, I think that kind of affects teams. Where most of these teams, other than Dallas, are on the most of these teams, other than Dallas, are on the East Coast. So definitely uh, an interesting you know statistic that you brought up, Adam. Um, but let's talk about the Rattlers Lizards game. I mean, it was a great opportunity for the Rattlers to come in and get another win and really give themselves a good position in this playoff push. And they got off to a slow start. The Lizards went up 6-2 in the first quarter. Um, they eventually worked their way back, and it was 8-6 at half. And they each got three in the third, so the Rattlers went in the fourth, trailing 11-9. And, you know, they were always within striking distance, and they just couldn't get over the hump. You know, they would score, and it seemed like they were going to put a little bit of a run together, and then the uh, Lizards would get another one. Um, and then so going into the fourth quarter, they, they cut the lead to one uh, with 7-39 left thanks to a thanks to Jack Kern's fourth goal of the night. But then the Lizards come right back with four minutes left to play and take a 12-10 lead. Um, you know, they would eventually get one more goal with under a minute left, and it seemed like you know, they were on the verge of uh, tying it up, but unfortunately didn't get it done, and they get their first loss after a six-game uh, win streak. So um, disappointing, again, you know, the Lizards, we talked about how weak they've played this whole season. Uh, you know, they, they got out to that big lead, and they just made sure they maintained it. A, a good job in cage by Austin Kaut, uh, you know, and that Lizards defense to really uh, shut down um, the Dallas early in that first quarter and, you know, and kind of hold on to that lead throughout the game. Um, but, yet yeah, again, you know, opportunity was there for the Rattlers, and they're going to be kicking themselves uh, for this one if they end up on the outside looking in come playoff time. Yeah, absolutely. This was a tough one for them to drop. I'd say they'd probably be kicking themselves for, for losing those first seven straight, too. But they definitely uh, had a chance here to, to get in a good position. Um, they have one game up in terms of games played. Uh, so this was going to be a big one to keep them in contention. Um, they're not uh, eliminated. They have to, but they now don't have um, kind of destiny in their hands. Uh, that first quarter really just put them down. I know it was it was close going into half, but just from from watching the the defense looked a little bit sluggish in comparison to previous weeks uh, for the Rats. You know they had they just allowed Justin Ray and Dylan Malloy to really just 
do what they wanted in that first quarter. And Justin Ray was coming down GLE, and so was Rob Pinnell. And they just weren't really getting the slides there. And when they did get the slides there, they seemed to be early. So this was a tough one. Obviously, the first bad game in a while for, for the Rats coming off that win streak. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back because um, it's pretty much a winner-you're-out situation for them now. Their playoffs start next week. I think it's going to come down to if Sean Scannoni continue to play well in the cage because, you know, he had 12 saves on the day, but, you know, he lets in 12, um, which isn't bad. Um, but, you know, he, he could have showed a little bit more poise on some of those goals, especially early on. Um, he kind of pulled himself together once the game progressed. But, um, yeah, you know, it, just another disappointing loss for the Rattlers. And, you know, we talk, you talked about their seven-game losing streak at the beginning of the season, and they had a lot of close ones like this, especially with the Lizards. So it's not like they were a bad team. Um, they just didn't seem to have their direction, and I think they finally found that. So if they can get back to what kind of got them to the six-game winning streak, I think they'll be fine going forward. Um, but, you know, they're going to need some help from some of these other teams. Yep. Going off of that, let's uh, go to a quick break, hear a word from our sponsor, and then we'll get back into the action. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We have three great games coming up this weekend. Two of them will be for a chance to progress towards the championship, while the other will be to progress for towards the top draft pick for the PLL next spring. Let's start off with this Friday night game. You have the Archers and the Redwoods taking on each other, the three and four seed. Um, the winner of that will play the loser of the one and two seed game, uh, and the loser of this game will be relegated to the draft bracket, um, and they'll get a chance to play for that top draft pick as well. But I think these teams could easily make it to the championship. Um, but I also see some of their glaring weaknesses coming back to bite them, too, in this matchup. So I'm really intrigued. They've played each other tightly throughout the season. Uh, the Archers took that first game in uh, New York, while the Redwoods ended up winning the second one in overtime. They're pretty evenly matched, if you ask me. Uh, they've both shown that they can really have big offensive days, and their defenses are very sound, and it's the face-off X that's really given them both the most problems, so I think this is one of the uh, tightest matchups we're going to see from the weekend. What are you looking at to tip the scale in a team's favor this weekend? This is the reason why I love this league so much, is the fact that I could see one of these teams going to the championship and winning it all, and I could see both of these teams potentially losing if they make it to the draft bracket, so they both have really strong offensive, like like we discussed. It may come down to how the play is in cage. You know, Timmy Troutner was hot for a really long time and uh, had a really successful rookie campaign. And on the other side, you know, Adam Gittleman and the Drew Adams tandem has been working really, really well, um, like we've discussed in weeks past, for, for the Archers. So um, it's going to come down to those little things, and you discussed the face-off X. I think that's going to be... a uh, pretty much the deciding factor when it comes to this one potentially or has the potential to at least be uh, the deciding factor um, just because of the struggles that both of these squads have had at the X. So um, I'm super excited for this game. Not a bad one uh, to start the inaugural PLL playoffs. Yeah, no, and I think too it comes down to which team can make the in-game adjustments the best. Yeah. 
because both these teams have shown uh, that they can do that successfully. You know, you have Coach Nat St. Laurent uh, on the Redwood side and then Coach Bates on the Archer's side and even Coach Resch, his assistant, has really gotten this defense to play to the caliber that their goaltending has been at. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think, you know, we're going to see who can make the best in-game adjustments um, come out on top. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely going to be an exciting one. And it's funny because I could see this being a high-scoring affair. I could see it being a low-scoring affair. But I think these goalies are going to come to play. So I'm expecting a, more of a low-scoring uh, game, especially the way the Archers have been playing these past three weeks. Uh, you know, they haven't allowed any more than 13. So I think uh, that's what type of game we're going to get on Friday. And then on Saturday, the first game of the day is going to be that draft bracket game. Uh, you have the Chrome, who finished in last place, taking on the Atlas, who are just left on the outside looking in of the playoffs. This game obviously doesn't mean anything in terms of the playoffs, but it is a big deal, I think, who's going to end up winning this top draft pick. Uh, we've seen how successful some of these guys that were drafted in this year's draft have been. You have Connor Farrell, you have Cade Van Raphorst. You have Timmy Troutner. A lot of these guys were drafted this past spring and really stepped into uh, starter roles right away and made an impact. So um, you can't discount how important this draft bracket is. And I really like, you know, the PLL's approach to making teams earn that top pick. Absolutely. And, you know, this this one's exciting kind of for the same reasons as we just discussed with the Archers and Redwoods. Um, just from a success standpoint in terms of the face-off X, you have two of the best. Um, in Trevor Baptiste and Connor Farrell going at the X uh, for the Chrome. So that, that may be one of the deciding factors um, when it comes down to this game. And, you know, I think the Atlas have been playing really well uh, of late. You know, they just missed uh, the playoffs by that goal differential. So um, they may have something to prove when it comes down to it. Um, and it'll be interesting to see uh, if the Chrome can bounce back from their last regular season loss. Yeah, no, they didn't look good, but I think Coach Starger will have them refocused. And I honestly think they're better with Galloway in cage. I know he's had his rough patches, but I think he's going to come out and, you know, maybe give them that edge against his Atlas team that, you know, really finished the season on a hot note. Um, so definitely not a small task, but I think we're in for another great game. And then following that, uh, probably the marquee matchup of the weekend is the Whipsnakes versus the top place Chaos. Um, you have Coach Tower's squad going up against Coach Stagnita's squad. Uh, these teams have been tightly matched uh, throughout the season. Earlier game went into overtime, and the second game was a one-goal game with the Whipsnakes knocking on the doorstep uh, till the very end. They both split the series uh, in the regular season. So this is the rubber match, so we'll see kind of what team comes out on top. The interesting thing about this playoff format is even if one of these teams wins, we could see a rematch in the championship still. Super interesting, and obviously the first time we've ever seen something like this in a professional league that a loser um, in their first round uh, game actually gets an opportunity to redeem themselves uh, in the second round um, and still can potentially make the championship. So um, this will be an interesting one. You know, the, the other squads, um, it, when it comes to the previous game we discussed, the Friday game, the Archers-Redwoods, that the winner of that one stays in and the loser of that one isn't in the run for the championship anymore. So uh, this one may be free-flowing. Um, it'll be interesting. and But, you know, it's going to be a hard-fault battle because you guarantee yourself a spot in the championship with the win. Um, and I'm excited to see two teams that are free-flowing on the offensive side of the ball um, and obviously chaotic in some ways go against one another. Those have been some of the best games that we've seen from the PLL this year, and it, it should be another grudge match, like you said, and another awesome game to watch. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, 
What are you thinking right now as the edge for one of these teams? Uh, right now, I think I got to give it uh, to the Chaos. You know, just the way they've been playing on defense and Blaze Reardon and Cage. Um, not that Burnlor hasn't been phenomenal on his end as well, but the one weakness I think that could hurt them a little bit is Nardella at the faceoff X. If he yeah. can get hot, um, you know the Whip Snakes get these possessions. They've shown how how lethal they can be on offense, and they have so many weapons. Um, well, both teams really do. Um, I can see you know. Uh, the Whip Snakes maybe getting off to an early run, but um, I'm going to give it to Coach Towers' squad, uh, the Edge, just how they've been playing on defense and how they've been able to convert uh, good, solid defense play into transition opportunities. Uh, but what do you what do you think the difference maker is going to be in this one? Yeah, I, I kind of think the same thing. I think the I was going to say the p- possession battle, just because these teams score with such high efficiency um, that it's going to really potentially come down to who has the ball last. Um, it's it's going to be a pretty interesting scenario to see um, what the fourth quarter of this game looks like if if coaches are going to maybe hold some some potential plays close to the vest when it comes down to the end of the game um, or if they're going to bring those out to get an automatic bid to the championship. Just, just, there's a lot of uh, interesting things that can happen in this game just because of, of the playoff format. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but, I, you know, I really don't th- see these teams playing safe just given how they played uh, throughout the earlier the season. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting, though, like you said, what, what strategy both coaches take. Um, but with that, let's go into our game picks. And we both went one and one this week with only two games. We both took opposite picks. Um, so I'm sitting now at 36 and 27. You're 33 and 30. Um, so I have a little bit of ground on you, but not much. You know, it's still you're still within striking distance, especially with six games this week. Yep. But let's go into those PLL games we were just discussing. With this first one, the Archers Redwoods on Friday, Adam, who do you think is going to come out victorious? You know, I picked the Archers to win the whole thing when it came to uh, in the preseason and looking at the rosters, and uh, I still think they have a really good chance. It wouldn't surprise me if the Redwoods came out with the W in this one, um, but I'm going to keep it with the Archers like I had, uh, stick with them to, to go to the next round. Yeah, I'm going Archers as well. Um, I just think that defense has been playing really solid. And not that the Redwoods defense isn't good, but they've had, you know, their inconsistencies. Um, and I still don't know what we're going to get from Greg Grenlian at the faceoff X. He looked good these past two games, um, but he's still so injury prone. I just don't know if that's going to end up coming to hurt them uh, down the stretch. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm going Archers as well in this one. And following that, uh, on Saturday, we have the first game is the Chrome versus the Atlas. Who do you like in this one, Adam? I'm going to have to take the Atlas in this one. They're the of the two teams. They're the hotter team they'd be in the playoffs if it wasn't for that goal differential. Chrome have not looked good the past pre, uh, few weeks. I'm going to have to take Atlas. Um, I'm going to go Chrome. I, I think, you know, that having Galloway back in cage might give them a little bit of a spark. Um, I don't know. I just see that offense of Jordan Wolf and Justin Gutterding and Ned Crotty Coming out with a little bit of a fire in their belly, you know, the fact that they finished in such a dismal fashion. Who knows if some of these guys, if it's going to be their last year, you know, like the Matt Nowskis or Ned Crotties. I hope not. Um, but we know that some of these guys who are, you know, joining the PLL kind of just for the experience. Uh, and um, we don't know if this is going to be their last year or not. So I think they're going to, you know, be competitive. And I think they're going to be hungry for a chance to play in Philly for that top draft pick. Um, but then following that, like I said, we have the marquee matchup between the Chaos and the Whip Snakes, number one and number two. Um, who are you picking in this game, Adam? I'm taking Chaos in this one. I think of the two squads, um, they seem to be the most 
complete as of this moment. That could change after this week, but I'm going to have to take the chaos. Yeah, no, it was tough for me. Uh, I, I, I went back and forth kind of, and both these teams, you know, kind of ended with a loss. Um, but not, you know, they, they still can get hot at any moment. Um, so it's tough to kind of like ride which team's going to be yeah. hotter going into this. But um, I'm going to go chaos too. I think they they just play a different style than a lot of these other teams. Um, and I think that's how they beat these teams so well is they know they're good at transition. Um, they play fast. And I think that's going to kind of be the difference maker, whether the Whipsnakes can keep up on defense. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a high-scoring affair in Columbus for sure. But moving away from the PLO, we also have the MLO games this weekend. Uh, we have the Bayhawks at the Cannons is our first one. Adam, who do you think is going to win in this game? Cannons' backs are kind of up against the wall when it comes to the playoffs. Obviously, they're in the second position now, but every game counts when it comes to these last few. Um, I'm going to have to take the Cannons in this one. I'm going to pick the Bayhawks. Uh, I think they have the most weapons. Um, I saw that game between them and the Cannons a few weeks ago, and you know that game was neck and neck, and I think they kind of correct some of those mistakes um, that plagued them in that game, and I think they come out with a victory in this one. And then later that night... At 7 p.m. in New York, we have the Denver Outlaws are visiting the Lizards. No playoff implications for the Lizards, but they did get a win last weekend. Uh, who are you picking in this one, Adam? I think the Denver Outlaws seem to be a little bit more locked in, uh, ready for that playoff run. I'm going to take the Outlaws. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Outlaws as well. Uh, you know, their game was more of a blowout than the Lizards was, uh, and I think they're getting hot at the right time. So I think they come out. Uh, Max Adler dominates at the faceoff X. And you get one of their big stars have has another big game, whether that's Kavanaugh, Grant Jr., Lee, or even, you know, Aslanian. Um, I think one of those guys is going to step up, and I think it's going to be too overwhelming for the Wizards. And then our final game is the Blaze at the Rattlers in Texas. Um, both these teams on the playoff bubble. Uh, Adam, who do you think is going to win in this one? I'm going to take the Rats in this one solely because if they lose, they're out of playoff contention, and, and uh, the last week of the regular season doesn't mean too much other than for seeding purposes. So I'm going to take the Rats in this one, hoping that uh, we get a f- exciting final week for the MLL. Yeah, I'm going Rattlers as well, um, and I think they match up pretty well against the Blaze. They've shown that they can score in bunches, so I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and if Sean Scannoni can step it up in cage... Um, and really lock down this Blaze offense, I think they come out with a victory in this one. But that concludes our game picks for this weekend. Uh, We also filled out brackets for the PLL playoffs. Uh, The PLL has a great bracket challenge up on their website now. I went and filled it out. Um, You did as well, Adam. Um, And we actually have a group created, so if you guys would like to join our group, uh, the details will be uh, on our website and in our social media um, if you guys would like to join that group and kind of compete against us and I think the winner will get a shout-out on our podcast, if that sounds fair to you, Adam. Yep. Go ahead, take a look at uh, the bracket challenge that the PLO put out. They're doing a great job, I think, of really engaging the fans. And um, Sideline Swap's the ones that are uh, kind of organizing it, and they did the bracket challenges in the past for the NCAA tournament. So their experience with it, uh, the user experience on that website looks great. Um, it's really easy to use and simple, and, and it's just another fun uh, way to get involved in these PLO playoffs. But... Um, there's something we haven't mentioned that's another fun way 
to get involved in these PLL playoffs. Do you want to tell the people what it is, Adam? Yep, I'm really excited to announce we're going to be doing a fantasy lacrosse pick'em for the final three weeks uh, of the PLL playoffs. So it's going to be completely free uh, to anyone that's interested in entering. Uh, So if you do want to enter, uh, you can go right to our website, prolacrossetalk.com, and fill out your roster. We're really, really excited about this opportunity. Um, I think... There's been a hankering for for some fantasy uh, lacrosse, and we're hoping to be able to give that to you for PLL playoffs. Yeah, no, we've been working on this uh, behind the scenes for a long time. We had a lot of help from a lot of our um, comrades on you know the scoring system. Um, so you know we we've gone with a pretty simple format. You're going to give you one point for a goal and an assist, uh, two points for two point goals, cause turnovers are one point, and ground balls are half a point, and then for the faceoffs. Uh, we decided to go with uh, plus half a point for a win, minus half a point for a loss for the face-off guys. And then the goaltending, we have goalies start off at three points, and they'll either get half a point for a save or minus half a point for a goals against. So uh, that's kind of the format that we're going with. Again, you pick any of the lacrosse players on the PLL rosters, uh, kind of build your super team um, and compete against friends. We'll have that up on our website. We'll have leaderboards. We're giving away prizes weekly. Um, really fun. We know everyone's really been itching for some fantasy lacrosse, and we have too. So we decided to you know tackle it head on and and create this for you guys, and we hope you enjoy it. So be, feel free to go on our website, um, prolacrossetalk.com/slash/fantasy-lacrosse to uh, enter, and you know we'll be updating that uh, as the weekend goes around. We also have a new Twitter account handle uh, at fantasy lacrosse uh, for fantasy lacrosse specifics needs. So you can still come to us at Pro Lacrosse Talk, but we'll have your fantasy lacrosse specific needs at that account. I'm really excited. Again, thank you for all the people that have kind of supported us in, in this initiative, and we hope you guys really enjoyed it. It's supposed to be something that uh, is fun for all of us, and we've really had a, a blast you know, creating this for you, and hopefully it's the start of something big uh, down the road, so feel free to check that out. Um, but with that, that wraps up our podcast. Uh, let's go to the overtime. Before we finish, Adam, what are you looking forward to most this weekend? As much as I want to pick the Rattlers uh, game just because it has the most playoff implications for the MLL, I'm going to have to go with the inaugural weekend for the PLL playoffs. Can't get more exciting uh, than some of the matchups we have uh, for these playoffs. Yeah, no, and I'm going PLL playoffs as well. Um, I was already excited for these games and just watching some postseason lacrosse, but um, I'm even more excited with the bracket challenge that the PLL has introduced and now the fantasy lacrosse pick that we've introduced. It's kind of given us a different perspective on how we can watch these games. Now I'm not only going to be watching the games just for the games themselves, but you know I'm going to be checking my bracket. Um, I'm going to be checking my, my fantasy team to see you know how they're doing. I'm excited about the playoffs, and you know it's going to be a fun, engaging weekend. Well, that wraps up Episode 19. Thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to join our fantasy lacrosse pick uh, and also join our bracket challenge group for the PLL playoff challenge. And tune in next time to Pro Lacrosse Talk.